Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Ashley. Hello, hello, hello. Back on the mic. How's it going? Things are going well. How about yourself? I'm Gucci, you know, feels like January's going by a little too quick already. So let's slow I'm this, glad- let's slow this calendar down. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't ask, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I try not to really say that I necessarily have resolutions because I feel like I'm always thinking that there's things obviously to improve and do better on, but I am making strides in my fitness journey actively making strides I've gone to some cycling classes now because one of my friends is adamant about cycling I'm adding yoga back into the rotation I'm going to a yoga class tomorrow so you know we getting back getting back in a better place on that because I was hitting it hard guys during COVID I was working out quite a bit and it was a saving grace saving grace on the mental health but I've experienced the benefits for the physical health as well so I just want to get back to a good place with that and health in all the ways uh this year I'm hoping for so what about you first of all let me comment on a couple of things one when it comes to cycling my ass could never you know I've done it multiple times those shit they are not comfortable them seats Mm mm-mm Worse than childbirth. I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) Two, I see you out here with the braids. Yeah. Also a sign of a black woman doing her thing in the gym. Okay. There we go. There we go. (laughs) And, and I'm going from one set about to get a whole nother. So that's how, that's how y'all know I'm trying to keep this thing together. (laughs) No breaks. We got to go right back into a protective style, baby. So for me, I'm not doing resolutions. There is one thing I definitely want to do this year that um, I'll tell you about once I actually get the ball rolling. Okay. My first appointment is on Saturday and I will keep you and Recap Nation updated. Okay. Okay. I decided to embrace this year with a word and my word for 2023 and again the idea is that it'll be my touchstone when making decisions about you know everyday life or what have you my word is adventure all right I I got to the point where you know I was at home with my child the pandemic happened I went back into the workforce that was a hurricane. I got a chance to switch lanes and it has been a blessing, but I'm trying to figure out this word called balance. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, do I know how to have fun anymore? What is fun? You know, and <laughs> that's why I started reading the books because I was what like, well, is fun? the joy of reading, but I want to do more. I want to go outside. Okay. <laughs> I want to be like Drew Barrymore and just be in the rain and 
I that's that's white privilege because I do want to do that one good time, bro. But I always, how's the hair? What do I have to do tomorrow? You know, there's so many factors. You no, know, I got the fro, so my hair loves water. <laughs> but adventure. So I'm going on some trips. I know yes. we took we took our trip last year. That was just the beginning. Okay. Yes. I'm having that. fun this year. I'm trying new things and I will keep y'all posted. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm heading to Miami in a couple of weeks myself. Nice. So hopefully it's a good time. A friend's birthday. Can't wait to get hopefully some some day drinking and some shenanigans in. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Speaking of shenanigans, let's go ahead and get into our quick headlines for the day. All right. I'm looking at ET Entertainment Tonight. Lisa Rinna exits Real Housewives of Beverly Hills after eight seasons. Ashley, as you know, I only really watch two Real Housewives shows, Beverly Hills and Potomac. And Lisa is gone. Here it says it's an end of an era. Uh, she stated that this is the longest job she's ever had in her 35-year career. And she's grateful to Bravo. Um, but she's looking forward to essentially the next step. The fact that they're saying that she, quote unquote, is exiting the series makes me feel like she got fired. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> One, this last season with her and Kathy Hilton was intense. Apparently there was something that happened um, on a ski trip, Aspen, because rich people. And there was like apparently a confrontation that wasn't on video, but Rena claimed that she had receipts. And then like Kathy went in saying stuff like, you know what, you are the biggest bully in Hollywood and everyone knows it. And she like gave her receipts during the reunion show. It was a mess. But the thing I enjoy most about these major exits are everyone's reactions, specifically Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> she put ding dong. <laughs> the witch is dead. Ashley, what are your thoughts on this this news this is gonna shake up this franchise for sure but what's funny is i haven't watched any of the real housewives franchises now in years there was a time i watched um bits of this one atlanta um the original oc obby new jersey and i just got out of it but this still shocked me a little bit when i saw the headlines i was like wait isn't Lisa Renna, like a, a staple, a mainstay of that yes. franchise. Yes. The whole conversation that you just mentioned from the reunion of being the biggest bully in Hollywood sounds a little, very extreme, though. <laughs> none of y'all are. is a mess, but yeah, yes. None of y'all are that, <laughs> that caliber <laughs> that you would be considered the biggest bully in Hollywood, but okay. But yeah, I mean, Lisa Vanderpump was one of my favorites, as messy as all of that ended up being because of the subsequent spinoff she had, because I watched Vanderpump Rules and oh, a lot of those see. over yeah. the years as well. Mm -hmm. So I knew that crew. And so, you know, Lisa Vanderpump, I remember that really being a big deal to me when she left. But, you know, I guess with all of these franchises, it ebbs and flows, right? And 
But once Kyle leaves, I'll be really shocked. That yeah. will be the exit. That will be the most shocking. And so. honestly, there was more rumors heading up to this last season about Kyle more than anyone, really. I also like to state that uh, Lisa lost her mom and they're saying that, you know, it's a hard time. Um, she's in a lot of pain and this break is necessary for her. Yeah, because who always wants to go through all of that and then add like the drama of the cast and have these people you probably don't actually like or would never associate with, if not the, the majority. drama and all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry to hear about Lisa's mom, though. But yeah. I was just watching, too, Kyle's husband has and daughters yes. have their real estate show now. So I watched that as well. So yep. <laughs> like all these extensions of these universes of these ladies is another thing <laughs> that kind of keeps you involved with them because you're like, oh, I'll be forgetting about your husband and then your family and all of that. So, yeah, Kyle will be the big shocker for me if she ever decides to to exit. Yeah. And also from this franchise, Diana Jenkins, who was only on the show for one season, announced that she's leaving as well. She was the heiress by marriage. So, all right. So let's go ahead and get into our second quick headline on Essence.com. They have this beautiful write-up and it's also a video. Uh, interview between the great Cheryl Lee Ralph and Jack A. Harry talking about their time in Hollywood and their Emmy wins that essentially ties them together. The name of this particular article is called Supporting a Queen. So it states that Jack A. Harry was the first African-American woman to receive a primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series in September 20th, 1987, for her role in 227. 35 years later, Cheryl Lee Ralph won the same prize, September 12th, 2022. This conversation was beautiful. They talked a lot about Cheryl's career and how essentially they were all on the come up together, right? Um, they talked about their mentors. Of course, they talked about Dream Girls, where Miss Ralph got her Tony nomination. They talked about being snubbed by the movie when it was adapted. And they talked about ego. Ashley, one, did you get a chance to see the video or read the article? What were some takeaways for you? I didn't get a chance to read the article or um, see the video in full, but I did catch some of the glimpses and clips. I, I guess, appreciate that at this point they're bringing them together to talk about the historical moment that they're now sharing as being the first and the second yes. Black women to receive this honor and Jack A kind of giving Cheryl her flowers coming behind her in this capacity, but also a hundred percent with that yes. ego check conversation and just Jack A being so honest about the fact that she once treated Kenya Barris not very kindly when he was a, not a producer, not a, not a 
power figure in Hollywood. Delivered scripts. And just obviously the way that that can come back on you when those folks are in the decision-making chairs and positions. And I think it was very much a humbling conversation that I hope people take to heart who are in similar situations. So I appreciated the candor for sure. And they both looked beautiful in the interview. So beautiful. What I love about this conversation, especially with Cheryl, she talked about her intention for her career, how she was extremely intentional on essentially holding the microphone and being that role model for her children, for her community and the persistence. She has been doing the work for many, many years. There were a lot of success, but then there were a lot of things that had a lot of promise, but didn't go through. And I just appreciated the, the confidence she had in saying, you know, things come full circle. You know, things happen in its right timing and she is extremely happy and blessed. But here here are a couple of quotes that I want to mention before we go into our next quick headline. Cheryl talked about having been mentored by the actress Virginia Capers. She won the Tony for a Raisin in the Sun. Uh, she said that she met her when she was extremely young, like 18 years old, getting started in the business. And she had this quote that I put in my notes as gold. It says, be as kind as you can for as long as you can to as many people as you can, because the same as you kick today, you may have to kiss tomorrow. I'm going to let that marinate. and then the other quote uh jack a said maya angelou used to call her up back in the day and she used to give her uh not platitudes but like words of wisdom pearls of wisdom just stop at maya angelou used to (laughs) call her up back in the day like what she said it takes courage to be successful And so highly, highly recommend this conversation. Again, all the juicy tidbits are available on the Shade Room (laughs) and the Jasmine brand, but I thought it would be fun to talk about today. Let's go ahead and talk about something else that's, I don't know how fun it is, but uh, I'm looking at this website called Cinema Blend. Morris Chestnut gets real about fans always confusing him with Tyrese over Fast and Furious role. So the best man, the final chapters are available on Peacock. It's doing extremely well. It says that it's making streaming history for the platform, ranking number five on the Nelson's top 10 streaming originals. So shout out black folks. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Who's not bankable. Okay. We want our stories, but he's on, he was on the Jennifer Hudson show. Also got renewed for a second season. Shout out to her. And he said that he's been confused by fans on other bald black men in Hollywood. Ashley, who are these people? 
I'm guessing non-black folk. <laughs> Here's the list. Tyrese, Tay Diggs, and freaking Charlemagne the God. I'll give you Tay Diggs. That's probably the only one I'll give you because there is a relationship of projects that they've shared, right? There's a relationship yeah, of, okay. of, of the circle in which they roll in a lot of their projects, right? <laughs> But yeah. Charlemagne the God is disrespectful. Yo, I screamed. I screamed at the TV when I saw that mess. I was like, the lies, the lies. The reason why I say to it has to be non-Black folks, because let me tell you something. I'm sure some of y'all can really relate to this. I have had coworkers who in the same breath tell me that I remind them of both Carrie Washington and Gabrielle Union. <sighs> Okay. Ashley. How? How? I worked at a place one time and I was like the only black woman in the professional setting, like the offices. And there was a new HR person. And there was this engineer in particular who I have seen through the halls many years before this lady arrived. And she got hired in and he walked up to me and he was like, so happy you joined our organization. I was like, George, I've been here for three years. <laughs> me and this woman look nothing alike. The only thing we had in common was that we were brown. I wish y'all could see my face. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. First of all, Morris Chestnut is like leading man gold. Like I just. Morris Chestnut been around since Ricky, bruh. Like. Like. Stop playing with this man. It was a running joke on The Breakfast Club that Charlemagne was even mentioned in the same breath as freaking Morris Chestnut. It's ridiculous. Again, I'll give you Tay Diggs. That's the only one I'll give you of that list. He said bald-headed black men with goatee. I mean, that's... (laughs) (laughs) And you got all these other celebrities walking around with the same face. Yo. Y'all want to play these games. Those lists of like celebs who look alike, sometimes it's so shocking. It's it's like when you see people side by side. So so the one girl from Sex Education and Margot Robbie. Girl. And she gets so upset. I'm like, first of all, who does want to be compared to Margot Robbie? Exactly. They're both beautiful, but like, yeah, they are the same person. Who else was it? Um (gasps) Zoe De Chanel and Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good one. And there's one for the men. I don't know. There's multiple. I've seen lists, and every time I'm like, damn, they do look just alike. It's creepy. But you know, they say, like, I think I read something recently. There's obviously only so many ways to make up a face, like that a face can look genetically. So obviously there's going to be redundancies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's only so many ways to scramble. So scramble those <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Let's hop into our final quick headline of the day. Happy news. I'm looking at ESPN. Naomi Osaka announces pregnancy 
indicates she won't play in 2023. The four-time major champion, former world's number one, Naomi Osaka, announced that she is pregnant. She's having a baby with her boyfriend, Cordy. I actually don't know his music. Do you know his music? Not at all. I'm like... We, I guess we showing our age. I was gonna say, are we that old? <laughs> I was just about to ask you. That. I don't know that youngster. She recently withdrew from the Australian Open, and pretty much was like, they didn't really give us an answer on why she withdrew. And today, she gave us one. <laughs> She's hoping to be back. Um, in i'm assuming the following year but yeah she had in her post i'll see you guys in the start of the next one because i'll be at the australian open 2024 so congratulations how how cute is that very cute adorable how old is naomi she is 25 years old and she's been with the rapper since 2019 I was excited to see her say that she's feeling a renewed excitement for the sport of tennis as well, because yeah. with her mental health struggles and everything that she yes. had kind of pulled away from previously, I didn't know what she was going to inevitably do with her career. So I'm excited for her on both fronts on so congratulations on being pregnant with her first child and also getting back excited to play some tennis and have her little mini me just like Serena did before she retired so yeah off the court osaka has been the highest paid female athlete according to forbes for several years now so i'm excited i i just thought that was another fact fun fact about her because she has been banking it in her time she's fun to watch and her interviews have been so much fun through the years um so yeah congratulations you guys hot topics okay ashley this one was a little tricky and the only reason why we're moving forward with this is because we are a a pop culture podcast and not a lot of stuff has been going on (laughs) (laughs) but our hot topic today is an award show it is the 2023 Golden Globes, okay? This was the 80th award show. As we all know, the Golden Globes is awarded by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And this year, uh, they were hosted by Gerard Carmichael. (laughs) This organization has been going through some things okay so nbc declined to air the ceremony in 2022 because of the lack of black representation among the hollywood foreign press it was a big deal because it's like y'all been around for how many years and y'all ain't got not one diverse opinion on these films and movies and stuff yeah they weren't they also accused of like unethical and financial issues and things like yes, that too ma'am. so yes ma'am because it was like ish going the on. worst what they say um the worst hidden secret about smoozing essentially 
the being board. bought. Yeah, they, yeah, they could be bought for their with, nominations like, and, and winning. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Brendan Fraser with his comeback, he's been um, nominated, but back in 2018, he claimed that he was sexually assaulted by the former president, Philip Burke. Um, sexual assault back in 2003. And so on Tuesday's ceremony, Frazier did not show up. So, but they are back and there's a lot, a lot to talk about. Let's first talk about this monologue, Ashley. One, did you watch it? Two, did you catch any of Gerard Carmichael's um, performance? What are your thoughts? So I did not watch this. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't even realize the Golden Globes were coming on on Tuesday. I was out in these streets and I only saw a post. I think it was of Jay Ellis and his wife. And it was from the carpet. And I was like, oh, I guess that's tonight. And then I got messages from Johnny and Teresa. Shout out to both of them, friends of the pod, asking me if I was watching and particularly talking about Gerard Carmichael's you know, hosting discussions and comments. I got the clip where he was telling everybody to shut the fuck up. I got the clip where he talked about Whitney Houston. Um, And I feel like there was one other clip, maybe the beginning clip where he said he was here because he was black. Yes. So that was the opening monologue. Yes. Those are the three major clips that I received. And hey, I guess if this is his only time hosting, he definitely went out with a bang. What I will say is this. So I didn't know it was, it was on, frankly. I kind of stumbled upon it and I was like, well, look at there. I have a pop culture podcast. I might as well take, <laughs> sit my black ass down and watch this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of ratings, it was among the lowest ratings they've ever had. So looking at the last three years, back in 2020, the ratings were at 18.3 million 2021 um awards 6.9 million and then this year 6.3 so yeah i was very conflicted though because we didn't even really talk about it last year because of all the issues that was going on with the organization but i was talking to my dear friend amad shout out amad and while the monologue was going on because i was like you know what i'll just catch up while you know, later on what he had to say. And just from having it on in the background, I felt secondhand embarrassment. I was like, you know, energy is a funny thing. It's like what the seven cents, right? Like, I was like, is it me or is his monologue cringy? Cause like, no one's laughing. <laughs> he clearly and, wanted to make people uncomfortable. And obviously his type of humor is uh, satirical right but he's talking about oh one day i'm making tea and the next i'm about to be the black face of a <laughs> a white organization in turmoil that was funny <laughs> that was funny because how many times we've seen that like the everything is literally going down the drain or completely on fire and it's like Let's put a black person in charge. Diversity. He's also double <laughs> diversity, right? Black and gay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And the Lifetime Achievement Award went to Eddie Murphy. So for me, I'm like, oh, this is really on the nose. Now, 
I'm not saying Eddie Murphy didn't deserve it, but I don't know if you ever get this way being a black person <laughs> when certain organizations are trying to course correct. Do you ever feel some kind of way about it? Yeah. Yeah. I think we all do, right? I think we all realize that <laughs> they try to then go above and above and above and beyond to, you know, make sure that there's representation that they, you know, at least optically do their best. So, but yeah, to your point, Eddie Murphy is very deserving in his multi-decade career at this point. And his clip of his last line of his speech is the most this is the clip I've seen the most today on Instagram. <laughs> when I tell you, I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was going to start off this podcast with this, but I will some other day and you're going to, you're going to appreciate this. The three pieces of advice for up and comers in the industry. Number one, pay your taxes. Number two, Mind your business. And number three, keep Will Smith's wife's name out your mother mouth. <laughs> See, this is when we need a producer to insert our audio for us. Just go ahead and slide that right in. Come on, Donnie. Come on, Donnie from Higher Learning. Go ahead and slide that audio in real quick when we need really it. Quick, what happened to old girl? Did she leave? Did she make an announcement? Oh, you're talking about when the the one producer left, Trudy. Trudy. When Trudy, very much an old lady name from the yes. south. <laughs> when Trudy left, they did say she was leaving. I don't know where she went. I follow mm. Donnie on LinkedIn, but I don't know. I may follow Trudy, so I have to look her up and see what her next career is. But they have a new female producer, Ashley. Really? Who, is, who has started with them. Yeah. You listen more frequently than I, but I do catch twice a week. Episode every-, <laughs> every episode. I listen a lot of episodes twice. So yeah. Oh my goodness, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that Annie Murphy clip. I whew, love him for that. Any Anything else that stuck out to you? I mean, obviously we had some wonderful moments when it came to people actually winning categories um the standouts best television series comedy or comedy or musical abbott elementary yeah baby best drama house of dragons them dragons i was actually surprised they didn't win more why is amanda seyfried up for the dropout steal well, why was Wednesday nominated? It just came out. But so was Avatar. Like that's that was always, my second point too. That's yes. always my thing is like, why is something as old now in my mind? Because Amanda Seyfried was in the award cycle last year for the dropout. Yes. And I, <laughs> speaking of Wednesday, I was like, should they have just waited? But then it would have been old, you know, by the time. Yeah, 
yeah, it would have been old, but maybe it's going to come again next year. Because again, some of these windows, it's like, so if we can still navigate between the two, then we can go up two years in a row. I don't know if it, it, it felt off to me, but I was, I mean, I was excited for Abbott. I was excited for Jennifer Coolidge. I was excited yes. for the White Lotus, yes. Angela Bassett, obviously. Marvel's first win. I was like, yes, and she deserve it. Have I not given enough? Have I not given everything? Oh my God. Angela Bassett is an icon. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I was, I was happy, you know, Tyler went in for Abbott. I was so happy to see some of these awards. I wish that, I wish that Donald Glover had won. I did really like the bear, but I, I do wish Donald had won for the last season of Atlanta. Mm. So, I remember when he won his first Golden Globe, he introduced white people to the Migos with Bad and Bougie. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, I also wish Ivy that Rihanna and the Lift Me Up had won for best song. That was disappointing. Mm. Y'all had Rihanna come out just like y'all did Beyonce. And she not did a Beyonce, though. She didn't, you know, she slipped in with her glamorous ass dress sitting at the table like Rihanna's just not sitting there (laughs) (laughs) and then last but not least the wins for everything everywhere all at once Michelle Yeoh and her and her co-star who made me cry in his post interview about Steven Spielberg like I teared up same so emotional but that movie was so good y'all that was on my there list of top actually, films i've been wanting to watch it i and saw it's not it in, on any streaming services i saw it in theater so i don't know where it lives currently but it has to be somewhere even if it's like on demand you have to pay for it it's worth it it was so good so good him. all right let's talk about this red carpet ashley oh before we do that i want to I want to hi- highlight the fact that Quinta in her acceptance speech- speeches spoke about her ownership. Like, you know, in corporate America, they always say women are notorious for saying the team, the team. And it's like, own your shit. Quinta own that shit. She's like my show, my script, <laughs> you know, very generous though, obviously with her love and support when it comes to her other producers and of course the cast but i was like yes well she said in that oprah interview yes! does not suffer from imposter syndrome so listen get up there and, and and stand 10 toes down baby do your thing i thought you were gonna talk about the break of well hey brad pitt because <laughs> if brad pitt's staring you eye to eye well you on that stage what else you gonna do i've only been starstruck once in my life and that's when i made eye contact with michelle obama and i it was one of those things where she's like hi and i i was like (laughs) yeah see i'm a sucker for stuff like that i got i got starstruck when i saw stone cold steve austin in the flesh so let alone michelle obama guys (laughs) i eventually was able to get words out but i was not ready i was not ready i was like oh i'm ready She's right there. We're going to say something. It'll be cute. 
I know you always want to be so cool. You always want to be like, oh, I'm a shock her with how normal and natural I'm going to be. But and intelligent now. because I'm yep. going to quote Maya or something. Yeah, you're going, to be, you're going to be that one fan that makes a mark. She's going to talk about you in an interview someday. Like this one young lady I met back in Ohio, she just wowed me. <laughs> we always want to be that one fan that leaves that mark. <laughs> and well, then you get to meet them and you're like, oh my God. I say that to say, I don't know what I would do if Brad Pitt was looking at me while I was talking. I'm telling you what, because you see her look over and she tries not to acknowledge it and she looks over again. He, she's like, he's still looking at me. Okay, I guess I got to speak. <laughs> I guess I got to say something now. Let's talk about this fashion, Ashley. What were your favorites? Mm, I struggled when I saw these pictures. Yet another war show that nothing blew me away. Like nothing was just like, oh my God, that's the one. But everyone looked lovely. My tops that I had just jotted down were Angela Bassett. Yes. And Pamela, I don't know if it's Roland or Roland. Quinta looked fabulous. I can't remember. I think her dress was Christian Siriano. Oh, it was Sergio. Oh, I'm not Sergio. No, no, you're right. Wasn't it Christian Siriano? Siriano, you're yeah. right. Shirley Ralph looked lovely as well and that yes. purple and then a uh, actress named lin jun lee i'm sorry lee jun lee and dolce and gabbana she wore this silver strapless just very beautiful gown and i was just like girl you may be on my top to your best dress list <laughs> because i would wear this and i think you look fabulous in this so i also thought the guys had some very eclectic Yes. And interesting and daring choices yes. on the red carpet for the I Golden agree. Globes. I agree. Um, my favorite guy, Andrew Garfield. We talked about him before. He's in his hottie era right now, and I'm here for it. I love that color, frankly. Michelle Yo in Armani. I love that dress on her. I love the color. I love you know, she's so, you know, she's a dancer originally. So she's just effortlessly chic. Margot Robbie and Chanel. I thought she was cute in that. Jessica Chastain and Oscar De La Renta. I thought it was very, very nice. I appreciated the, the boldness in Rihanna's dress. And I really enjoyed Jennifer Hudson's dress in that gold. She was the first presenter of the night. Oh, yeah. She kind of like a, a statue a little bit. Yeah. Like and I was like, ooh, she looks good. And and I loved that she was in all gold and she was able to award Angela Bassett. And she was in all that silver. It was it was aesthetically beautiful and then of course i love quinta quinta in her pictures that she posted on social media she looked like a doll a doll i loved it i'm like yes this serve you are in your boss bitch moment you know (laughs) (laughs) all right any other thoughts on the night and also the fact that it was on a tuesday night and the marketing was crap by the way so random so it it felt like the sags. No, just like sometimes the sags fall on a weird night too, in my personal opinion. I don't ever get a chance to catch the sags live, I feel like. I don't know if I do either, but I feel like NBC was like, we're gonna bring you back, but we're gonna give you a shitty time slot. 
until we deem otherwise yeah so yeah it's just creeped under the radar this year maybe for the best i appreciate that they gave mj rodriguez her moment yeah at the actual award show since she wasn't able to have it the previous year with it not being televised i thought that was lovely and again i just appreciate you know some some folks whose work that I really admired getting recognized because oftentimes with the big, big award shows, there are snubs and there are folks that you're just like, man, this is really their year. They really should have gotten some love. So yeah, across the board, I was fairly happy with the way that the winner's list looked when I took a look at it there after the fact. So yeah, nice really job. Quick. Really quick. The last thing I'm going to say is I was surprised by the actors who weren't there um who won big categories so we're talking Kate Blanchett Zendaya and Kevin Costner they were not boycotting it but they weren't there because I know Zendaya's somewhere in the desert somewhere yeah (laughs) I think she's working on Dune yeah yeah but that's not really normal right when it comes to like the golden globes yeah not for the biggies usually they clear their schedule but just goes to show that again they were hurt by the shenanigans so yes they were so on to greener pastures ashley what are we recapping for next week oh my gosh guys the time has come to recap a fave from 2022 and that is wednesday the eight episode series currently on Netflix. I believe it is currently sitting now at number five, but it reigned supreme at number one for weeks. And I cannot wait. You made history. Cannot wait to dive into the series with you guys. So stay tuned for that next week. Yes, yes, yes. Bye.